0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit microsoft.com teams.
1: It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now... It's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are live. It's
0: Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer.
1: From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Dallas, Texas, Big D, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you because we talk about everything on It's Time. News, President Trump, current events, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's called No holes Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ. The world has changed, and Microsoft
0: Teams is there to help
1: us stay connected. Teams is the
0: safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash teams.
1: The week that was a big week. We got a number of things to talk about. Um, The world is ever surprising. But before we go into anything, TJ, first off, how are you? How's life? Everything's good? Yeah,
0: everything's good. Um, Things are amazing. It's event week for me. I've got a fight show coming up on Saturday in Kansas City for Invicta Fighting Championship. So you, you know how that goes, Buffer. Always when it's event week, you're trying to scramble and make sure you get things done before you get out of town, so... Uh, you know, a little hectic, a little chaotic, but we're good.
1: Good. Glad to hear it. Um, all the positive stuff. Let me cough for a second. I just got done doing 10 um, voiceover recordings for weddings, and actually one oh, was yeah. really cool. It was a man who wanted to ask his wife to marry him.
0: That is and awesome. He, actually,
1: he honored me by doing the tape. He's going to put it on the TV, oh, surprise his wife. That is huge. Vid- yeah, it's a videotape. So I'm I'm like really, I'm just so excited about that. I can't, I just, I love doing it. So no, a little,
0: that's, that's amazing, Buff. <clears throat>
1: I gave him my all, and for some well, reason, I'm a little hoarse right, hey, now, so please
0: you know everyone thinks that this job of announcing or doing radio or anything like that is is cake work. uh it'll take its toll on you it yeah. will um i uh, you know I mean I'm sure you you're the same way uh, when an event is over, even if it's like not even if you don't talk that much, but just when you are doing an event and you're you know g- going out there and giving it your all. When I'm done Bruce like I'm 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 literally done. Like maybe I'll go have a drink or something with a couple of people uh before the night is over, but I can't wait to get in bed and just sort of live in that high. The show's over. Good day's work put in the bank and and be done. I'm not I'm not super chatty cuz it, it like like you are right now. It's it it takes its toll
1: on you. Yeah, I can take a toll. I mean, I'm always ready to do another show after I'm done because I've learned how to control my voice. Right. But, for, uh, for for another payday, of course. I mean, I, I could definitely do yeah, back-to-back but, shows for another payday, but, but I'm, I'm just but saying. You're, but you're just saying, too, because it's a commentator, Yeah, you're eight hours nonstop, six hours nonstop. Yeah, it's a long day. It's a yeah, it's long, a long day. day. Hey, Bruce, with Labor
0: Day coming up, I think it's uh, probably another good time to remind people that if they're going to go out and you know have a few cocktails, beverages, have some good times with friends, That if they do choose to drink this weekend, they need to do so responsibly and make sure they get home in a safe manner
1: lots of barbecues lots of parties to go to and everybody knows the risks of driving drunk i mean think about it you can get in a crash people get hurt or killed right but let's take a moment to look at some really surprising statistics one thing i want to point out almost 29 people in the united states die every day in alcohol impaired vehicle crashes tj that's wild that's one person every 50 minutes
0: first it's completely
1: avoidable i
0: mean think about all the consequences that
1: come with drinking and driving You know, you
0: could hurt yourself, you could hurt someone else, you could lose your job. I mean, financially, uh, you want to talk about this not being a good decision. I mean, this can really hurt you and your family. A lot of things are going to happen.
1: Right. A lot of legal expenses and you probably will get arrested. You just don't want to think about those things. So plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver. We talk about it all the time. If you feel that you can't drive, it's very simple. Call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys. Arrange for them to get a sober ride home. That's called doing a good deed for a day, folks, because we all know the consequences of driving drunk.
0: And, you know, if you're a little bit buzzed, you think it's no big deal. No, you're drunk, and it is a big deal. So simply put, drive
1: sober or get pulled over. So with that being said, um, let's go on to something uh, that I think is very important. You know, I like to discuss the passings when people pass, the people that have been important to the world and made their place in the world. As anybody's passing, whether you made your place and you're in the news or not, is important because we are human beings. In respect to what I'm talking about right now is the passing of John McCain, Senator John McCain, former Vietnam prisoner of war, U.S. Mm -hmm. senator of Arizona, 2008 Uh, GOP presidential nominee, he battled an aggressive form of brain cancer in the latter part of his, his uh, life. Yep. He passed away yesterday, and um, he passed away shortly after news came out about his decision to stop medical treatment for a year-long battle he had with brain cancer. So yeah. obviously, by his passing a couple of days after he made that statement, it must have been very aggressive, and what he was doing was keeping him alive, and he made his decision, as I think people should have the rights to make decisions for oh, like in that situation. But that's a sure. whole other Story. I mean,
0: here, here's my thing about that. When when I heard the announcement, I knew it was probably going to be uh, pretty quickly thereafter simply because it, it's kind of, I mean, I hate to say this, all of our retirees out there listening, I don't want to say that your time is, is is coming to an end, but, uh, you know, when, when when people announce that they're giving up on something, sometimes even on, you know, less grave situations like just, you know, working or, or they, they decide to take away, you know the one thing that sort of keeps them going. Um, you kind of relinquish the fact that you know th- things are coming to an end. And if John McCain was not feeling well enough to continue this battle, um, you know I-, I hate to say it, but it-, it sounds like you know he he knew that the inevitable was coming, and you know
1: he made he made his decision right. And in, in and battling
0: t- cancer, Bruce, the the medicine that keeps you alive. I mean, sometimes the state of being alive is is harder than if you weren't. Do you know what I mean? The,
1: the pain well, and, and, and torment that comes with taking radiation is very serious. It's basically called quality of life. Right. And with, with that being said, give me a few seconds here to not educate our listeners, because I'm sure many listeners are out there know of John McCain and what right. he did for this great country of ours. But I would just like to give him credit, as I send my condolences and best wishes to his family and loved ones for his creditable, notable career. Right Now, he was diagnosed with uh, glioblastoma, which is the type of brain cancer that he had back in July of 2017. <clears throat> he returned a week after his brain cancer diagnosis to cast the deciding vote that killed President Trump attempt to repeal Obamacare. Right. Um, there's been an ongoing feud, not so much as McCain to Trump, but Trump to McCain. He mocked McCain just the other week, um, and they mocked him also during his presidential campaign for being a prisoner of war, saying he liked war heroes who were not captured. But let me give a little insight aside from our president of the United States comments as to what happened. Um, John McCain was a pilot, right? Yep. And excuse me, not a pilot. He served on a bomber. His bomber was hit by a missile. Mm. That's not his fault. The force of the ejection was so violent, McCain broke his right leg, and pilot, excuse me, right leg and right and both arms. Then he was captured. Okay, he landed how he landed. His right leg, his both arms were broken. He was held in a prison camp where he was uh, said to have been beaten every two or three hours of, by guards over the course of several days. Right. Okay, he had a limp when he walked, the whole bit. McCain ran twice for president. He spent a long time as a prisoner of war. He came back to America. He held up as a respectful, uh, proudful citizen of the United States of America and served his country proud. So that's what I want to say. And I want to say that with respect to John McCain and all he did for our country, his service to our country, my condolences and best wishes go out to his family. Yeah. Thank you, John McCain. Another person that passed away last week. Hey, real, real, week?
0: real quick, real quick before you get away from the McCain thing. I, I just want to say the way that you described him and the way that he returned to work so quickly. I mean, that that was a, a man's man and someone from a different generation. And, um, you know, I, I think that John McCain in a lot of ways was an American hero. And And one thing I would like to say, and, you know, for a long time to me, John McCain was the enemy. He's the guy who got rid of mixed martial arts off television. Right. He he you know sought a pretty uh, aggressive um, campaign to to say that mixed martial arts was human cockfighting, and I mean that the those words were John McCain's um, words. But what John McCain ended up doing, and whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, he made mixed martial arts the sport that it is today. It was a spectacle. It was you know the, this you know, two-men-enter, one-man-leaves type of pay-per-view sport. And what John McCain forced it to do was run towards regulation rather than uh, away from it. And because of that, you know, you and I are are sitting here today and and covering, you know, one of the, if not the greatest combat sport uh, in the history of humankind. And it would be very interesting to see what mixed martial arts would have turned out to be. If it weren't for John McCain, Bruce, I I think, honestly, we may not even be here today if it weren't for John McCain, because the way mixed martial arts was ran back before Dana White and the Fertitas, you know, bought this thing and and changed things a lot. uh, You could I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say that someone could have perished in combat and the whole thing be shut down and barred from this country forever.
1: And, no, uh, it, it yeah. was right. It was right on the brink of oblivion. Right, and John McClane did come out. It made it hard. We lost In Demand, which had, at that time, uh, some sixty million subscribers. Yeah. well, pretty much everybody. I mean, if you were everybody, wait, everybody. But here, and then we went, we went underneath where In Demand stopped, but Directv kept us alive with right. sixteen million subscribers. Yep. the controversy that John McCain created over mixed martial arts or over the UFC back then created a fanfare of publicity, which allowed the disciples or the, or the loyal fans, shall we say, excuse me, disciples are the wrong word, but the loyal fans of the UFC
0: uh, on the internet to
1: keep us alive, to keep us alive. And that kept us alive through those troubled times. So basically when he commented and I've said it a million times, I said it in my book, we went from spectacle to sport. So everything you said, I do believe is correct in a, in a, in a way that a negative created a positive.
0: No doubt about it. So for that, you know, whether or not you agree with John McCain's politics um, he he did a great thing for MMA, and uh, I'm I'm thankful for you know what what he did because honestly, you look at mixed martial arts at that time. Bruce, I loved mixed martial arts at that time. I thought it was great, but it wasn't a viable long term sport that featured the best athletes in the world. And I believe we have that now. So uh, for yes. that, for that, John McCain, thank you, sir.
1: Thank you, John McCain. May you rest in peace. Another one that passed, uh, another great uh, that passed was the great playwright uh, Neil Simon. Yeah. He's probably one of the most prolific playwrights in American history, uh, known for great plays, one that a lot of people know, The Odd Couple, which right. is a great play, Barefoot in the Park, Come Blow Your Horn. These are st- movies and plays, or plays made into films, whether they were or not, that may go over the heads of, of many of our listeners that are of the 18- to 34-year-old demographic. But if you're a 40 year uh you realize how great a playwright he was for some of the great things he did. So my condolences and best wishes go out to his family also. Yep. And there we go. So that's the passings. And now let's get on to the show, and we'll get on to everything we have to talk about. So many things to talk about here. What do you want to touch on first, TJ?
0: Well, I mean, I think the elephant in the room would be the whole Nate Diaz uh, kerfuffle, if you want to call it that. And uh, (laughs) if people don't know, uh, TMZ caught you on the street and asked you some questions, and uh, you said that Nate Diaz should, quote, bow to Dana White. And, you know, I saw this, um, Bruce, I saw your comments, I read the comments, and then I watched the video, and this, I, I kind of find it funny that this got to be such a big deal because I have done this podcast with you for over a decade, and one thing that you have said throughout this entire podcast is when you see Dana White, when you see Lorenzo Fertitta and Frank Fertitta, you know, in, in the past, you, you bow to them because they've turned this sport into a, a financial opportunity for you and your family and, and for myself and everyone listening. Um, you know, it, it's this great uh, sport and, and marketing machine. And, and, you know, I mean, we just talked about John McCain a moment ago. That wasn't what the sport was prior to Zufa taking over and, and putting it into a different direction. And, and when you say bow, I don't think that you you know, get down to your knee and, and are subservient to, to no. Dana White and company. In no way. Right. In no it, way. I, I think what would the, the way that you use the word bow is the way that someone like myself or, or or maybe some other people use is like hat tip, like a tip of the hat, you know, uh, you nod to him. And you go, Great job. Thank you, sir. Uh, and, and that is far different from the way that I think that a lot of people perceive this to you saying that Nate Diaz needs to bow down to his master because That's definitely not what uh, you were implying.
1: No. Well, first off, and and you're correct, because I never, and on that TMZ uh, clip, which we could play to the audience if you want to play it, I never said the words bow down. I never said bow down. never said it. And in Nate's tweet when TMZ put out the, the thing that I said, TMZ stopped me on last Friday, hit me with 10 questions. The fifth question was. Um, you know what, they, Buff? Let's let's just play it for for the people so they can hear it and sort of yep. Judge play for it, and themselves. We'll, play yeah. it and then we'll talk about it because I have a couple comments. Because honestly, there's you know then we're gonna go on. There's not much to say. Here.
0: Well, I mean, a, again, people like to uh, jump to conclusions. And no offense to TMZ. I mean, we we have a great relationship with TMZ. We've we've done uh, some interviews with their personalities over the years, and you know I think they give the UFC a lot of really great coverage. Um, but the 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 headline of course is UFC announcer blast Nate Diaz, which again, I don't think you really blasted Nate I,
1: Diaz. I didn't, I didn't. And and the headline I, I is l- Well, let me just say this. I said it on the show, I said it on the internet. I love Nate. I right. love Nick. I always have. I've talked right. about him all the show all the time. Two of my favorite fighters.
0: And it, it also says, quit bitching. I I, I, I definitely <laughs> didn't hear you say that. I didn't say that. Right. And <laughs> then bow to Dana White, which uh, again let's just let
1: people hear it so
0: they can make up their
1: their minds themselves tmz is doing their usual thing to create media attention and controversy that's their job but here play it because i can't listen perception is reality right here here it is guys here's what i here's what i was asked here's what i said you're asked a question you give an answer here you go nate diaz has a little bad taste in his mouth right now nate diaz i love nate but he's always got a bad taste in his mouth
0: yeah he's 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 ineligible because he's going through a lawsuit
1: I'm not familiar with that.
0: Right. Well, he, he said that he felt underpromoted by the UFC. And he's been bashing them of late.
1: And- Nate, <laughs> I heard you made seven or more million dollars on your last fight. I don't want to hear you complaining about being underpromoted by the UFC. You should be thanking the UFC and bowing to Dana White every time you see him. Ari Emanuel, Patrick Whitesell. You've got seven or more million dollars gross before taxes, maybe much more, which I love knowing that you have, Nate. Please, I don't want to hear any complaints.
0: Okay, so right there, you almost do the bow motion yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you 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 know, like when I say thank you in my text message, that emoji comes up with the hands kind of folded
1: together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, all right.
0: That that's that to me, that's almost like a bow. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, thank you, thank you. Well, like let me what yeah, you're saying.
1: What you're saying is correct yeah. because it is a bow. And if you notice in the picture they published on TMZ, my hands are in that position. Right. Yeah. And I and I on our show, probably every other week I or every month, I use the term bow. Now I might be old school, okay, sure. because in martial arts, the proper definition of bowing is And I've been a martial artist since I was 12, okay? bow And I was told to bow before I got on the mat. I was told to bow when I saw my sensei. Right. I was taught to bow before I sparred with my opponent. I even see people, when I see fighters at the UFC, and, and a million, I'm going to tell you, I look at them, I put my hands together, and I give them a little bow because I respect them. So bowing is an integral part of traditional martial arts. Right. Bows are used to begin and end practice, everything I just said. And they're a sign of respect. That's what I meant. And again, I never said the words bow down. Where that came from and what probably caused the perception of reality, um, whether you agree with what I said or not, that's your prerogative. But on the fans out there, Nate responded on a tweet which said, I quote, Bruce Buffer, WTF, get off the UFC nuts. You're bowing down right now telling me to bow down. F that. Theme. You keep bowing yeah. down. I bow down to no one ever. I respect. Well, let me finish. I respect yeah. that, in Nate. And one of the reasons I love Nate and Nick so much is because they tell it like it is. Right. I've, I've loved them forever as fighters. I respect them, and I'm always in their corner. I was asked a question. I gave an answer. So when Nate wrote that, which he sent out a tweet about two, a couple hours later, a second one saying, "With all due respect, um, Bruce Buffer," which I, which tells me I understand what Nate means by that. Because listen, Nate and I get along great. Right. Right. So. I wrote back, with all respect, Nate, that is not what I meant by saying the word bow. I meant it as a sign of respect, as in when greeting someone, not a sign of submission. Right. As I'd never expect you to do that for anyone, and there's no way I would ever expect right. Nate Diaz no. to quote something I never said, quote, right. bow down to anybody in his life,
0: Never. And, and this is the problem, Bruce. Um, I'm guessing that Nate probably didn't see the video. And the reason I'm guessing that is because that's most of the problem with all situations like this. The headline is inflammatory because, again, that's what moves that needle. And a lot of people are asked or respond to questions before having all the information. I'd be curious to know if if Nate did, in fact, watch that video. Because I'll I'll be honest with you, I don't want to hear Nate Diaz complain either. I want to see Nate Diaz fight. And, and when Nate Diaz is having issues, you know, again, maybe, maybe he's even justified in those issues. I still, I, as a fan, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about Nate Diaz having a fight coming up. And, um, well, you know, it is what it is,
1: unfortunately. It is what it is, and I'm going to end this by saying one thing. And that's my, this is to Nate, who I like, and he knows I like him and his brother, Nick. We go, oh, he's got along great. Sure. Nate, you're a true octagon warrior who I truly respect more than you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. And I know you and your brother, Nick, know that, that I feel that way about you. I only want the best for you. I'm always in your corner, and I always show you tremendous respect. Now, you supposedly signed your agreement to fight Dustin Poirier. Obviously, it's a good agreement, or you wouldn't have signed it. Right. I hope the fight comes through, and I wish you nothing but the best of everything. And I truly mean that. sure. Because Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz, because I'm sharing sure this with his brother— are two warriors, octagon warriors, that have truly helped the UFC get to where they are today Yep. through their blood, their sweat, and their tears, Yep. and they deserve tremendous respect for that. Enough said.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, last thing. Last thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure you've bowed to Randy Couture in the octagon.
1: Yes, I did. I bowed to him in Portland, Oregon. I forget the number of the show. I did that because when I introduced him, I had talked to Randy previously, and he inclined to me that might be his last fight. So I felt after all those years of being American, you know, Mister America, Captain America, yeah. and the gladiator that he is, he deserved the bow, and right. he's the only UFC fighter that I've ever got to one knee. Now that's getting to a knee and bow. Oh, that I mean, that's but a I, legit bow. That's a legit bow that I ever have bowed to in the octagon. Not that I never will again. Right. But the legendary Randy Couture, sure. I thought was, and we saw him one more time, and then he was gone. Right.
0: Was and it. and you know, again, I think that goes back to the idea that bowing to someone doesn't mean you're saying that you're less than them. It's it's a sign of respect. And and again, go back through all the years of us talking uh, uh I mean not even just Dana White and Lorenzo and Frank Fertita. Uh, you you've said you bow to some of our guests because you respect them so much. And uh and again, I said, it's it's not it's not a oh I'm not as good as you are so I bow down. And and no, again, it's respect. Yeah, it's exactly. I'm
1: I'm I respect I'm blown away by them. I, I right. all all the po- it's all you know what it is? All the possible positive reasons you can possibly imagine. How's right. that? For sure. For sure. Okay. No doubt about uh, it. No doubt about it. Thank you, Walid. Waliji, no, my show. friend. Yeah, my friend. You, Bruce Buffer, you chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no, Walid knows I'm not chicken. Walid and I have actually sparred each other. We're all we're right. all good.
0: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Waleed, uh, if he says that to you, he says, "Bruce Buffer, you want to go get chicken? You want to yeah, go she- eat some chicken?
1: <laughs> he's hilarious. Well, i have got to have him on the show again uh, soon. All right. Yes. Okay, so we're past all that, uh, you know, whatever the case might be. I'm just going to say one last thing. Life, folks, if ever you've learned from anything in life, especially through social media, interactions online, perception is reality. Right. And, and that's it. And yeah,
0: that's another thing, too. You said, like, that was the fifth question that they talked to you about. That's oh, yeah. fu- funny that that's the only one
1: that showed up. You know
0: what I mean? It, <laughs> it that's, is what it
1: is. That's the one that God love TMZ, that they could twist and turn to create right. media frenzy. So, you know what? If anything, maybe I added a little publicity to uh, Nate's upcoming fight with uh, Dustin Poirier. So we'll see. Right. Exactly.
0: So uh, it'll be exciting to see uh, Nate get back in there and and do his thing. And I'm sure you'll you'll give it your all when you uh, introduce him to the masses.
1: One of my favorite guys, along with his brother to introduce, I throw everything I have into that last name when I let it roar. And I miss Nate. And I can't wait to see him back in the octagon. All right. Let's go on to sports. There was another event that happened last weekend. Which we talked about on the show, which is the KSI, uh, the internet uh, uh, blogger sensations, KSI and Logan Paul. You know,
0: I would make a joke buffer and say we're calling that sports, but I saw the numbers and damn, it's, it's
1: definitely a sport. It's something. It's a money-making opportunity. Let me tell you what. It really is, and I'll go into why. Now, before I do, I mentioned this the other week on the show, when you think about non-professional boxers or MMA fighters, shall we say even, getting in to fight each other in a sports-legitimized-ruled match as happened here in boxing in Manchester, England on Saturday between KSI and Logan Paul and Logan Paul's brother Jake Paul mm-hmm. and another YouTube sensation who had a lot of following. Uh, Jake Paul won his boxing match. Logan Paul fought KSI, boxed him for six three-minute rounds, not two-minute rounds. Right. Um, it was very entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, my, equated- uh,
0: my Twitter feed was blowing up about it. Like, people were talking about it similar to the way they were talking about the UFC. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you had you had people there that that are there at the regular boxing fights that happen all over the UK. My legendary brother, Michael Buffer, announced it. I arranged a deal for him to announce it. Everything worked out great. I analyzed this. I thought it was a good event. Why? It was equated to 2002 when I had Michael announce an event. I'm Michael's manager, for those of you that don't, do not know. I arranged for Michael to announce Fox Network's celebrity boxing event. Wow. Which had a lot of BC level celebrities, as they like to call them, right. from the past, from TV shows, even Tanya Harding and and others I can mention that are not boxers. Right. But they went in to box each other. Okay. Yep. And that show out of the gate got a 15 rating share on TV. Now, for those of you who don't understand what that means, that means that 15 million people watched it, which is huge yeah i mean that's, the big bank it's huge the big bank is a top right. show on tv it gets like an 18 yeah
0: 15 no you're getting uh you're getting a 15 rating uh right. you can guarantee that the advertising dollars for that block of program uh is is huge and, that, and that's how you make money in, in television and uh and it makes me wonder bruce and and maybe i'm gonna get some groans from the listeners uh when i suggest this but you know a lot of people made a big deal a lot of cm punk fighting and you know, there have been various celebrities through the years that have started to train mixed martial arts. Uh, I'm not saying that we need the UFC to do pay-per-views with celebrities, but uh, I think it'd be foolish to not think that the UFC ha- would have an opportunity, uh, you know, giving real legitimate uh, celebrities that train an opportunity to fight in the octagon. And as we can tell, uh, you know, these, these niche celebrities, like, I mean, again, Jake and, and Logan Paul, while they're very popular on the internet, they're not mainstream celebrities to you know my mom your mom etc you know what I mean like the, the the older generation doesn't necessarily
1: uh know who they are I TJ I did not even know who they were until about a year ago when my boys were watching their their right. blogging YouTubes and then Logan Paul right with as little class as possible right. they showed in this event and got a lot of flack for it yep he went to the suicide forest in Japan and yep. filmed him in front of a person who just killed himself that, hours before and laughed that, that to me really turned me right, off Right. to sure. the individual. And my boys even stopped watching their videos after that. Cause he suffered a lot of repercussions. But that, that's, that's the first time I'd heard about them. We'd brought it up on the show. Yeah. And, uh, but my point
0: is, is if we were able to get some celebrities that are interested in mixed martial arts and then actually train, do Brazilian jujitsu, et cetera, and those celebrities wanted to fight, You'd almost think it'd be silly for the UFC not to carve something out for you know those guys to, to to get their you know feet wet in 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 the octagon. And again, I'm not saying that this needs to be a full on promotion and the UFC needs to provide belts and and do numbered yeah. events or anything. But uh, you can't tell me that people wouldn't be interested in say seeing someone like um, Mario Lopez, for example. He's a guy that is super into mixed martial arts, wrestled uh, growing up probably trains to some extent at this point. You can't tell me that people wouldn't be interested in watching Mario Lopez step inside the octagon.
1: No, they'd be huge. I, I just had lunch with Mario Lopez rather than lunch. I had a meeting with Mario Lopez's manager last week. And you know, and Mario's co- totally capable of that. Let me, let me, what you're saying is it goes down like this. Mm-hmm. The UFC would never create a league for celebrities, but as they're doing with contender series and everything else, which feeds the legitimate UFC octagon fights of professional MMA fighters, maybe once a year if it ever came up, not now, maybe next year. And they got enough for maybe six bouts of celebrity bouts. You do it. You do a separate thing has nothing to do with professionalism. It has to do with amateurs fighting and it's an entertainment um, show that could be put out there and who better than the UFC to be behind it. If it ever happened, that's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, and also too, I think that it would, the, the detractors of, you know, this sort of thing happening in mixed martial arts, uh, if you were able to do it on a different show where it wasn't on pay per view or wasn't on a pay per view with with you know the normal sort of main card components, uh, I think it'd be much more acceptable to those sort of hardcore purists. You know what I'm saying?
1: True. Well, let's let 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 me give some facts. Okay. To to the hardcore purists about what happened Saturday. Right. And you give me your reaction. to Sure. This. Manchester Arena was sold out with 17,000 plus in attendance. Mm-hmm. They had to make room for more. Um. 800,000-plus pay-per-view buys were bought at $10 a pop. That's $8 million. 1.2 million pirated the event, watching it on Twitch, right. which means that this event had a viewing audience of 2-plus million people. Right. Now, KSI, according to what was reported, and this is pretty amazing, he gets to keep all the paper. The deal is that they reported is he gets to keep all the pay-per-view revenue from this bout, obviously split with, with the promoters. right? And Logan Paul, because they're booked now to fight again in early 2019, a second boxing match, which will take place in the USA, and Logan Paul gets to keep all the proceeds from that event. I don't particularly think that's really smart deal-making, personally. No, no, no. Because no, where's no, the motivation? No. But that was what was reported. Let's right. just say, for for conjecture's sake, they split it even and the promoters got their money it's a lot of money no doubt a lot of money no doubt and
0: you know what i like about this bruce and and this is why i think that if the ufc were to do something like this it's important to delineate uh from you know what you're putting on with celebrities compared to what you're putting on you know month to month uh, on pay-per-view um this wasn't a card that was necessarily filled with elite level boxers, do you know what i mean you weren't you weren't tuning in to watch you know the typical uh, golden Boy or uh top rank type of uh promotion and and that's what makes this special and what makes it unique and again, what makes it to me um a little more justified. you're not trying to pass off subpar boxing personalities as you know elite level athletes. It is what it is. it happened. Uh, a lot of people tuned in, and uh, a lot of people are making money. And, and from the sounds of it, the people that did buy the pay-per-view, um, they weren't complaining. It, it c- came off well. It was received well.
1: Hey, let me tell you something. <clears throat> when it happened, uh, Henry was over here working with Dave Manley, who was here doing a filming with me Saturday Live as I signed uh, 150 of the Bruce Buffer bobbleheads that he's uh, making and shipping now at MMABobblehead.com. And Henry and I were watching it you know, during a break. Um, and I looked at it and I got to tell you something, TJ for six rounds, it was completely entertaining. It's right. almost, it's like Conor McGregor's not a professional boxer, right? But he went in and he boxed one of the greatest boxers of all time. People wondered how it was going to do and why would they spend a hundred dollars? Well, you know what? For that hundred dollars, we were all entertained. Well, for $10, I was very well entertained. Right. It was worth sure. 20. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: And, and, so. and, and, again, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth doing if people aren't paying and clearly people were paying And uh, I I would say to the people that didn't like it, um, you know, don't watch it. But at the same time, there's going to be probably a lot more stuff like this. And, you know, there's one thing, too, to be said, like mixed martial arts or boxing or combat sports, for that matter, is always going to carry much more weight when it comes to people that don't necessarily play those sports or compete in those sports they do these one-offs. If they were to do a one-on-one basketball game, no one would have bought that pay-per-view. But the fact that they're fighting, the fact that we can all understand what it means to punch someone in the face and also you know, try not to be punched in the face, people are, you know, at their core, intrigued. I mean, I know a lot of people that don't know either of these two uh, guys. I mean, I guess there the, the were four YouTube competitors, essentially. Uh, I don't need to know even really who they are, Bruce, to, to appreciate a fight. And I think there's something to be said about that. If they, Again, if they were going to go play softball, no one really would have been interested in handing over their money. But a fight, you don't necessarily even have to know who these people are to find entertainment value in it. Like Dana White said, baseball
1: game in one corner, football game in the other, tennis on the other, fight breaks out right. on the other, and everybody watches the fight. Yeah, but now, I mean,
0: I, I'm telling you right now, if I go to a UFC and a soccer game breaks out in the hallway, I'm going to probably look at that soccer game too and be like, why the hell are they playing soccer at this fight? But,
1: yeah, and it, but you know, if you question this, then... There are amateur boxing matches, smokers, sure, everything else yeah. that happen all the time. They happen to put this one on TV and people wanted to watch. Right. Is that a crime? No, that's success. Well, no, that's capitalism. Yeah, capitalism.
0: Hey, Bruce, ever since we've podcasted together and talk about mixed martial arts, I've had listeners hit me up, friends, family, say, you know, hey, who's going to win this fight? Who should I put my money on? And I know for a fact you get the same questions and you answer the same way every time. You don't exactly say who people should put their money on. But you do have a place where all of our listeners can go and lay down
1: some cash and do it in the best way possible. you got to check out a place called MyBookie.com. See, here's a key thing, TJ. Whatever you're betting, it's just as important as to know who you're betting with. Right. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. And trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. Here's the key reasons, TJ. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online when I check them out. And their mobile site is easy to use. You lay down some cash and hopefully you win big today. I
0: was talking about fights, but my bookie is not just a fight bookie. It's uh, you know there for
1: the NFL, baseball, uh, everything from top to bottom. This is a full service online bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, believe me, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you guys who like fantasy out there, mm-hmm. you can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player is going to score each game. That's huge. And I think we got a little bit of a, a deal
0: going on with uh, MyBookie that if our listeners go over there and use the promo code BUFFER upon uh, their first deposit, we will match their initial deposit
1: dollar for dollar. Exactly. So when you go to MyBookie.com, use promo code BUFFER, all in capitals, B-U-F-F-E-R, to activate that offer. So visit MyBookie online today. That's my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code buffer when creating your account to claim the bonus it's real simple here it is you play you win you get paid uh next story here odell beckham Mm -hmm. has reached an agreement with the new york giants finally it's 95 million dollar contract extension of which 65 million is guaranteed good for you odell Catch those balls, baby. Score those touchdowns. I mean, that,
0: that's really what it comes down to, too, is that guaranteed money. Uh, football is not a sport that has uh, you know, guaranteed contracts like in baseball. I mean, you sign a contract in baseball, like you're getting paid. Um, in football, it's very much you need to stay healthy and you need to make sure you start and you play those games. Uh, to get that much money guaranteed, wow. I mean, that is a testament to his ability and how much his team and uh, the New York Giants appreciate him and uh, good for him.
1: Yeah, and uh, also another note for Odell, which we all love to hear. He's a huge UFC fan. He's been to the UFC. I've met him. thought he was very cool, very respectful. So good for you, Odell. Hope your knee's good. Get out there and uh, do your thing, man. Right. You do it better than than most and as well as the best. He's I'm not going to be
0: on the Contender Series anytime soon with a contract like that. So No, he's
1: not. So a horrible thing happened yesterday during the Madden NFL 19 I live stream tournament in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, a gunman opened fire at the live stream tournament. Um, I listened to the audio; it was horrific to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff's department, you know, confirmed there was an active shooting. It was an outdoor shopping area downtown. It was being streamed live on Twitch, um, and you know, from the game bar near Chicago Pizza, uh, the opening rounds, and then all of a sudden, you could hear the shots go out. It's like, why? As usual, why? It was very horrible. Yeah. You know, I, I don't and, know
0: anything. Did we find anything about who the shooter was and what their motivations were? Do we know anything about that?
1: Not yet. I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I'm sure that they're trying to figure all that out. But if I read correctly, the shooter um, is dead. Okay. The so the the suspected shooter is dead. Probably self-inflicted shot wound. I so. mean,
0: not not that anything we're going to find <clears throat> out justifies something like this because there is no justification. There's for this, no but, justification. But you just wonder like why why this. Uh, situation, you know, and it's it's horribly unfortunate.
1: I wonder why every time I read about it, yeah. you know, it's just it's just it's horrible. There's I, I again, my condolences and best wishes go out to the family and loved ones of of the the victims of the shooting. It's, yeah. it's just so horrible and so needed. And again, you listen to the audio. I actually will tell people not to listen to it. No, you may have no. nightmares from it. Seriously, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. No, it's 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 horrible stuff, man. I I can't imagine. Uh having to deal with that. It's terrible.
1: Well, here's something you can deal with. I think you could uh brew dog, uh, not to I, I'm sorry, I hate going from a horrific story to another story, but that's just sure. the way the news goes. Yeah. Uh Brew Dog, a multinational brewery that got a started in Scotland. They opened up their first brewery in Columbus, Ohio last year. Now uh-huh. they're going another step. They're going to open up the world's first beer hotel. What, what, so what? What is a beer yeah. hotel? I explain. Well, it's called the Doghouse Columbus. <clears throat> So those that love beer will travel, take note. Okay, here it is. I guess when you get your room, you get a mini bar featuring, you guessed it, uh, brew dog beers. Okay. Uh, for those of you who prefer your suds in draft form, there's a brew dog tap in each room too. Okay, none of the beer is free, right? Right. Uh, the coffee in the suite is. So basically, you've got the beer in your choice to buy the beer, their, brew, their beer from the lobby's Marketplace. Um, other hotel amenities, this, their soaps are made from beer. There's a beer museum. There's a lobby bar with games and more beer. There's a workout facility. I don't know if they serve beer in there. Um, and, uh, every night four lucky dog owners can sip their beer alongside their dogs. If they manage to snag one of the hotel's friendly dog rooms, which I gathered, there's four of them. Wow. That's awesome. So it's, you know, it's a little twist on the hotel. If you're a beer lover, then go get your, your suds in your bed at the, at the, uh, what do they call this here? The Brew Dogs uh, Beer Hotel in Ohio.
0: Right. The Brew Dog. I, I thought that was maybe one of the nicknames that you had maybe coming up in, in college or something like that. You know. Brew <laughs> Dogs. Couldn't tell
1: you. Hey, are you a Big Bang Theory fan?
0: Uh, yeah, I've watched it. Um, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. It's one of those shows. It's like Two and a Half Men. I like to get a season of it for a uh, long flight and, uh, you know, watch on my laptop on the plane.
1: Well, You know, they've had a 12-season run. They're the highest-paid actors, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, uh, scripted television like this. Right. And uh, this is their last season. They've won 52 Emmy nominations. They've won 10 Emmys. Uh, And this is – they've had 279 episodes run. And they're going to walk away from all that huge money, and it's going to be the final season right now, season 12.
0: Wow. Well,
1: I mean – Everything comes to an end. Everything comes to an end. Yeah, and I
0: hate to say it, but, like, television shows like that – Need to come to an end because you don't want to tarnish the body of work because you held on to two seasons, uh, too many. And uh, I mean, this is more common, I think, in in shows that are on premium cable like uh, HBO or Showtime. But I can, I, I loved, I loved Entourage. Entourage, probably one of my favorite television series of all time. But I felt like their last two or three seasons uh, were conducted simply because you know, HBO was footing the bill and, and those guys wanted to get paid. Like the the, the writing seemed laborious. The uh, content of the show seemed to be a little bit tired. Um, but, you know, people got to get paid and it's hard to turn down a, a contract extension. Uh, I think that the Big Bang Theory, for what I have seen of it, for the most part, um, it, it hasn't, you know, to use a TV term, it hasn't jumped the shark quite yet, but its time was, was coming. I mean, it's hard to watch people that are in there you know, late thirties, early forties, you know, be nerds and stuff. Uh, you know, when when they get their AARP card, if we're still watching them, then the, the, this show never really evolved and, and it needed to come to an end. So probably I, the better, best time to exit stage left.
1: Yeah. I will say one thing. It's a, it's a great show. And if yeah. you get into it, it's a great show. Now, another show that was really popular was Roseanne. I remember Roseanne right, came back. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Had that big issue on Twitter. Uh, her A-B show, she show was canceled for a racist tweet about former Barack Obama, a, Obama excuse me, aide Valerie Jarrett. So <clears throat> rather than bring back Roseanne, which she fought for, you know, she's been going through hell since then, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided to create a new show with the, with the whole cast, a spinoff titled The Connors. Right. Right. Which was picked up by the network. It'll re, it'll re, reunite all the cast members except for Roseanne. So they might ask yourself, how do you explain where's Roseanne? Right. So John Goodman came out this week who plays her husband on Roseanne and is the star of the new spinoff series. Um he's probably gonna be moping being sad. How do you how do you explain it? Well, they're gonna basically she's gonna die. They're gonna kill her off.
0: Well, That's I mean, she did she did commit career suicide, so it's almost
1: fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that. But, it, you know, it, it,
0: it, but it, it's a tongue in cheek joke. I mean, she yeah. she being excluded from this is is one hundred percent on her. Um there's really well, no, how- no excuse for what she did. She can say ambient or whatever she wants to, but uh, no, no coming back from that.
1: You can spend it any way you want, but how else are you going to like write her out of the show? I mean, oh, no, of she,
0: course, right? Yeah, What yeah. she just went to the store and it's taking a really long time. No, you know, no. I mean, it is what it is. So went
1: to get the papers and never came back. No. I'm so, I'm
0: just curious if Roseanne gets any sort of kickback from this show, if she owns any sort of producing credit or you know anything like that. She.
1: From what I'm reading right now, and you've mentioned this before, and you're completely correct in this, you know, a question. Um, if there's a new show called The Connors, and it's a spinoff of a show she if she was co-creator, I do not know. Right. If she was a set producer on, I do not know. But if either of those are true, right? then there's going to be some kind of credit. And my guess is, some kind of financial remuneration because she's one of the original, if she is right cr- creators or producers credit on the show. So we'll, it's all in the contracts and how they were written. It's all how it's done. Right. And these studios are so smart, dotting their eyes and crossing their T's to make sure everything is good for them. You never know. I'm sure they went through this a million times, but right. I don't think that information is ever going to be revealed.
0: No. I mean, if she does have a credit, I'm sure it'll be, you know, uncredited in public. Um, I, it'd be curious to, to wonder if she does, uh, get, if she is entitled to some sort of comp compensation, maybe the studio would go as far as to maybe buy her out from that. So it, it wouldn't necessarily come to light. You know, they give her a lump sum of money and
1: all speculation. I would think, I would think she has some money coming from somewhere, but again, we're not inside. We don't know. We can only speculate one last thing on collectibles. Um, they just auctioned off the Ferrari GTO from 1962 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO uh huh sotheby sold it it set the world record for any car that's ever been sold at auction it sold for 48 oh million dollars 48, 48 million
0: yeah 48 million how do you get insurance on something like that cuz you know what i mean like it, that, that's a that's a uh, a bit of money that you know you don't you don't get a kelly blue book on that you know what i mean um it's, it's worth money.
1: hellacious hellacious payment right hellacious.
0: it's worth money because people are willing to pay that and there's no other justification based on that price point other than you know what it will go in the open market so uh DJ, it's, it's real simple if you can afford 48 million
1: dollars right, you yeah. can afford the insurance yeah <laughs> I'm, just, I'm,
0: I'm just wondering what what insurance company is is willing to sort of like
1: L- Lloyd's of London.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, of London. yeah, that's interesting. You know, Lloyd's of London has a like really rich history in ensuring professional wrestlers.
1: Oh, wrestlers, voices of singers, voices of announcers, right. I mean, you name it, yeah. Well, I mean, time.
0: pro wrestlers would essentially
1: get those policies knowing that they're going to cash in on them. Because they'll write them, and obviously, like everything comes to an end, we know that careers in sports don't last forever. Right, yeah. So... With that being said, I wish they did for everybody, but it's just not the way life works.
0: Well, I mean, you you got those pipes insured or what?
1: No, I think when my pipes go, I'm gone anyway, so I'll just take the chance. All right, I hear you, Buff. I mean, living on the edge. I have looked into and I've been introduced to an approach for those policies. And quite frankly, the amount of money they want you to pay for them, Mm -hmm. I'd rather just take that money every month and put it in a bank account because, God forbid, anything happened. That pretty much would take care of what I need by the time. 10 15 years rolls around maybe
0: maybe not who knows well i mean that money is real you're not losing that money you know what i mean even if you uh, apply for a claim on an insurance policy like that there's no guaranteeing that they'll pay up
1: on it you know hey listen insurance is a operational necessity i'm insured as everybody should be in the areas that you should be but insurance companies are almost like bookies you know
0: oh no there's (laughs) there's definitely something to that uh You know, you are gambling in a, in a way when it comes to insurance, you know, cause it's something that you're willing to pay for. And at the end of the day, you also don't really ever want to have to cash in on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah if
0: if like, all goes well, you never make that call.
1: There's a few things in life. You're guaranteed at the middle of the month or whatever you pay your bills, right? Mortgage payment, car payment, and an insurance payment guaranteed. Yep. yep. Guaranteed. No doubt. All right, TJ. Um, Good show, tight show. I've got to go into a big meeting here in about 15 minutes, so I'm going to have to start signing off. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, interesting UFC over the weekend. We saw Justin Gaethje get a big win over James Vick.
1: Oh, yeah, we didn't touch on that. No, let's touch on that. That's right, at lincoln Nebraska, Sorry, I wasn't there. No, but um, I did watch. And uh yeah, wow, what a one punch knockout, huh? And yeah. James Vick is such a tough guy. Jeez.
0: Ab- yeah, and a, a quick night of work there for Justin and g i I mean, usually gates G gets knocked down a couple times before he does the knocking down. Uh that wasn't necessarily the case this time. So good good work for uh G big win, puts him back in the win column and you know, back on the radar um in those rankings. Can't can't wait to see what's next for him. Uh, really a, a solid performance by him. Big and, win. And Big I'd win
1: for Mickey Gall.
0: Oh, uh, Mickey Gall, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if uh, I'm, I'm ready to jump on the Gary Randall bandwagon that say Mickey Gall's going to become a champion, but uh, Mickey Gall got it done, and and that's huge for him and a uh, step in the right direction. So, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Gary is watching and and listening at home, writing down every sort of Mickey <laughs> Gall achievement, so he can come back and throw it in our face. Are you uh, kidding?
1: He, he texts me right after he won the fight.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: But you know what? I mean, Mickey looked great, and, he, yeah. and the things he says about Mickey's there. But I, like I said, I just need to see a few more fights. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not saying that Gary's uh, outrageous by any means. Saying that it's just it's a bold claim in a, in a world of absolute killers in that division for Gary to predict this early that Mickey Gall will wear UFC gold. It's uh it's a great claim. Hopefully hopefully for Mickey, uh Mickey Gall's sake, uh, Gary Randall's right.
1: Jake Ellenberger, congratulations, Jake! Long glorious career, true warrior. Yep. Uh, great guy
0: hope he goes on to live a a really fruitful life outside of mixed martial arts and and does whatever he wants to uh do moving
1: forward because uh, jake's a jake's a very intelligent cat he's going to figure it out yeah no, he's a legend man i mean
0: he's not a legend in the way that people like think of like randy couture and chuck liddell but that guy gave his blood sweat and tears for so many years in in mixed martial arts and i hope he has a pile of money at home saved up and and you know is fulfilled because the, that guy really, I mean, he doesn't need to do anymore, you know, to prove I, his his legacy.
1: I hope so, too. He has a a beautiful, growing family and a lot to look forward to. So I wish you all the best, Jake. Thank you for all the entertainment, the blood, sweat, and tears you provided us as, as fans of MMA and the UFC. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best. Yep. All right, TJ, I'm going to move on. Uh, with that being said, everybody... Thank you again for your orders coming into brucebuffer.com for your audios and your videos. We're very busy here getting them done for you. And I will see you next week. We'll be back next week with a very, very good guest we're working on. So with that being said, TJ, have a great week. Everybody treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. Educate them. So when you set on that path, you try and you do the best job and be the best you can be. Because that is winning. That way you're winning, no matter what the outcome. I wish you all the best. Tremendous respect for everybody. Thank you for everybody tuning in around the world. We'll talk to you next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.